Hello and welcome to the Pretty Pothead Podcast, where we represent cannabis advocacy, cannabis amnesty, and restorative justice for the people who are sitting in jail while these people run around and make millions and millions and billions of dollars off this stuff we've been trying to sell for years. Anywho, this is called Jamaican Lyric. My mind is telling me no, but my body, my body is telling me yes. And I said, shut the fuck up. You know the feeling. It's right, but it's wrong. You should know better and act like you don't. But I love flirting with trouble. With his fine ass. So I did. In the spring, well, almost summer. It was cool because he was cold and I was hot enough for him to sweat me. So we made a breeze. (laughs) That was the spring slash almost summer I fell in love with poetry. I'll just call him Jamaican Lyric. You could hear it when he spit real shit. His message stayed weighed by his wit. I was just glad to bear witness. If I could only go back, I would wait. If I could go past back, I would save the date. But I had to let freedom ring. You can't fight fate. That's the thing. That spring slash almost summer, he was everything. Cocky, mystic, rebel, pro-black king. Wings. Worked in corporate America, locked, full of opportunities. Span, gliding while holding his dick with his left wing. Shading me the fade to black. Making up what I lack. Trying to be everything black I can be. Army, sergeant, forging a dynasty. And I could never be a part of it. Black. Blue, black. Blood growing a hummingbird to set me free. I had an empire state of mind so he couldn't hold me even if I wanted to. Coming in me. Incubating a word, nursing a pen to see it give birth to liquid thought. The nigga was the man. A summer of blacks. The wine kind. I don't mind kind. The unwind times of getting late. I couldn't keep count revolving date because I stayed coming and going with my own key. Seeing a man that would never belong to me. Chalk it up to a summer fling. Because he knew I had to leave to be all that I can be. To hum, to fly, to sing. But I'll always remember that spring. I fell in love with poetry. Black Lives Matter, women, business, uh, music, acting, entertainment. I I mean, if you just get it rolling, I can start. I can just start talking about some stuff, like start with what I'm doing in the community. Okay. Because I'm I'm going to branch in it while I'm doing it and what I'm doing it for and, and like the ideas of behind it is deeper than what just the outlook is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can break it down once you start recording. I'm recording already. Oh, okay. So, Prime Daniels checking in with... What you go for? JJ? Just JJ? I always like that you, that you like, call me that name. JJ, that fits you. JJ is fitting for you. Um... But Prime Daniel's real name, Michael G. Brown of On Time Entity, LLC. And um, me and J. Jing actually just came back from uh, 
one of my practices, she's helping me get some visual for the kids. We're trying to make a bigger brand for them. And we feel the way of doing it is video outlet. But I want to touch on the reason why I got involved with this entire process five years ago. Uh, or really four years ago. This is the fifth season, though. Um, it was really just to build something for the, the inner city. One of my partners put me on to coaching and the initial ideas, all these cute mamas out here. And, and, you know, of course, by default, you fall in love with the competition, though, and wanting to win and be better. I've always done music and film, which is something JG always is around for as well. Um, but I want to tie it all in to one big thing to make it all OTE. So the name of the team we have is also OTE. Uh, of course, the, the music, the company, is on-time entity, all of it's OTE. But I really want to give kids hope, predominantly black kids hope. Because we only know, in a lot of cases, what we see, you know, firsthand. Of course, we see things on television, but sometimes those things can be far-fetched, even though it is inspirational. Uh, but I'm firsthand with people. I am literally in the inner city. And that is by choice. Uh, I could have worked at any other community center, but, you know, we kind of chose to keep it on the south side where, you know, mainly minorities, predominantly black people are. There's so much hatred. There's so much negativity that goes on. Um, just start with fundamentals of envy. You know, people are in competition, in my opinion, with each other unnecessarily. And, you know, you want to think that it's always just all love, all positive. Um, and, and, and for the most part, it is. But... When I say envy and unnecessary competition, it can be something as simple as someone seeing someone working on a project that they claim they may be cool with and they're not supportive of the project. You know, like imagine if for us in South St. Pete, we're all a lot of us who may be doing something. Imagine if everyone supported what everyone did and made it one big outlet. You know, we know how to do that. But for whatever reason, people don't come through and do that. But not to go on too much with that. But what we're doing with the community, man, we just try to really touch on making black kids believe that they can be strong, that they can be smart, that they can start something that belongs to them if they uh, put their mind to it, make a plan and stick to it, and just basically be fearless, be respectful of your surroundings, be aware of your surroundings. But you need to basically just uh, be true, be true to the game. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but that's really what it is. You have to be true to what it, whatever it is you represent and what you stand by. Wow. No, uh -uh. I mean, <clears throat> that was really, I'm, I feel like I want to go grab a uniform. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to go get me an OTE yeah. hoodie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it, it's so much, you know, I'm so into, I'm so into this whole process of, of, of building and of putting stuff out there. I had a show, um, I have a show called Time Handle with Prime Daniels. We released season one um, end of last year and the top of this year in 2016. We're about to come to the close of 2016. We're about to do season two. And one of the episodes, one of the young ladies who uh, I guess disagreed with one of the topics, I forget which one it was, she asked me why was I doing this. So I, I answered her so I can, uh, I let her know that I was just trying to provide for myself and for my family to where we didn't have to answer to anyone. Because when you go to a nine to five, those are the, you know, it's great that I have a nine to five now, but you're, you're still answering to somebody, you know, so you can go into work and for whatever reason, they have a pay cut. Uh, they have, a, they want to do a shortage of staff. 
And in this opportunity that we have today is so many ventures that we can start of our own um, and build it ourselves. We just, again, we have to be consistent with it. And it takes discipline. It take a, a heavy load of discipline. And I don't know if, you know, sometimes you kind of, you got to remember that if you want to, you know, go forward with whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, but I'm very, I'm very stuck on what we do with On Time Entity LLC, man. You know, we just trying to push forward and, and, and represent whatever, represent the culture in general. You know, we try to, I, I like documenting the point in time that inspired me. And I like documenting it with the same type of flavor that inspired me while making it relevant to what's going on today. Well, what's going on in my life today? And I wanted to be as as pure, uncut, like truthful as possible. You know, all the way down to the I'm telling you the the, the culture of St. Peter, in my opinion, is beautiful because I'm I'm from here. So I want to represent that, you know, and just truly stay true to the people that's 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 real with me, you know. So And I commend you for that. I appreciate it. People don't take the time, you know. I appreciate it. I appreciate it greatly. And you're doing an amazing job with the kids. Thank you, you know, very I'm much. out there filming, so I get to see how you all work with them and interact with them and the standard that you demand. Y'all stop them for everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. nope, double dribble. Oh, nope, um, traveling. Oh, y'all don't let them get away with anything on the court. And I think that's what they're, they're all the better for it. Apparently, you know, they're champions. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, um, you know, even with that, it can get... Uh, sometimes in the beginning, parents may not understand why we may be so hard, which we really aren't hard on the boys, but we just hold them to a, a, a standard that we were, uh, that we would hold. I mean, they're going to call that in a game. Yeah, they would. They would. But not even the part about the actual, like, fundamentals or the, or the um, you know, the, te- the, the, the technicalities, if you will, of the game, like dribbling and shooting, all of that. Just even as far as um, expectation, as far as the way we deal with them. A lot of these kids, when you're dealing with them, like some of them we had for three, four years. So say if a kid is a fourth grader now, we had him since he was in like first grade. So at first grade, you six, you know, and and, and you're, you're fresh out. You're two years removed from pre-K, literally. And then it, it just, I'm telling you, it piles so quick and and and... I'm sure people our age, late 20s, early 30s, can be, you know, a testament to this. You go from 2011 to 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 about to come. You know, that's how them years hit you, and it's doing the same thing for these kids. So what I'm getting at with that is you'll get certain parents who still look at their child as, oh, that's my baby. And it's like, he'll always be your child, your baby. I'm still my mama's baby. trying to make sure he's progressing. He's progressing. He needs Mm -hmm. to progress. Yeah. You know, he's not a toddler anymore. You know, and you'll see that with certain parents not understanding the the, um, the 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 realism, if you will, about what's going on with a process. Well, maybe they aren't familiar with what other kid the standard of what other kids their age are able to do. Maybe if they had a clear picture of how when you can be like, it's real. Like these kids are good. Like they probably don't know that there are a lot of kids who are. Well, I I mean maybe, but in a lot of cases, no. They 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 see the other talent because the parents when we go um, when we get involved with these tournaments are and, and get involved with these uh, leagues, you'll see other good kids. What happens oh, so is the kids are you know they'll just be biased. You know they'll be biased. I, I love to tell the story about when I played for Lakewood High School, and I was not the man at all. The year we won state was my 11th grade year, and we had superstars, Division One players, and, and, you know, I was a great player, but I wasn't one of the guys. 
my father was one of the biggest fans of the team and of the guys that were athletes. He loved me, too, because I was his son. I was on the team. But he didn't have this cold shoulder like, well, why my son ain't playing more? Or why my, why, you know, why? Oh, it, hey, people do that? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, listen. You, you, well, well, when, they when, don't. When, when, will, will a child not play a game at all? No, nah, that can't happen. The, the league, the league, the league that we're in is mandatory that a child can. Um, they, so know, they do get, get in a game. Absolutely. Okay. They, they just, just want, want more. more. Pa pa parents, listen. When you're dealing with the public, you're dealing with the. When you're dealing with the public in anything, you're dealing with the epitome of irrational. <laughs> I'm talking if any if anything or anyone defines irrational, it is it is it is the public. It, you know, when you're dealing with the public and anything, you know, and especially when you're dealing with like the kids or whatever, they go, oh, well, my baby, I, I'll give it to a slim few parents. They'd be like, no, I understand what my child, you know, but for most parents, man, listen here. And I and I don't like putting out certain things, but I got to say this. I remember last year in the playoffs, we had one kid. Who, who's really special. Now, I ain't going to get no names, but one kid, he's really talented. And anybody who know about our team, they know who he is. Um, and <laughs> but and, and so, you know, we told him because it was to the point where late in the season, obviously, the playoffs, we were still undefeated. And But when he would pass the ball to other players, they just dropped the ball, muffed it out of bounds. So myself and Sean, the other coach, we let him know, go to the hole, shoot it every time. Because I'd rather you shoot or even take a bad shot at least getting an attempt at the goal versus you trying to make the right play, which is passing the guys just muff it out of bounds. Other team ball. The other team get it and go to the other end and lay it up because we're being so careless or just so a lack of preparation. So my point of telling the story is one of the moms gave me a call after the game, and she was very sweet about it and tried to say to me, hey, if we don't rotate the ball, somebody going to wind up beating us. And her son is one of the main ones who be at the time was just dropping the basketball. <laughs> so I had to inform her why we wasn't doing it and let her know that, it, it you know, it's kind of your child and other people who can't catch the ball. And I feel like once we go up, because this special player that we had on our team, and I don't have favorites, I just have facts. And the facts is this kid is just talented. And because of this kid, we would be up on team. Little League scores never, you know, one team might score 20 points for the game. You know, but we were beating teams pretty good. Like, I want to say that particular game, we beat a team like 20 to 1 or 2 or something like that. They made like a free throw or something. And I felt like she wanted her son to get more shine while we were in that blowout situation so he could front run. So he could look like the big man while the real big man already did the big man work. And now he can just disguise his way in with some little lucky layup or three-pointer and look like he was part of, of the getting. You know, and I don't like front running. If you want to be one of the guys put in the work like the other guys, don't come in here when we up 16 and nothing, make a little layup and try to act like you equivalent to the guys that are, you know, the reason why we up like this for real, for real. You see, the, the main thing about coaching is paying attention to detail. And if you, if you really want, if you really focus on detail, I mean, you ain't going to miss much. You know, you, why do you think that he would be that it would be like that or that now if we're that we're up, it don't matter if he lose the ball. It'll give him some game time experience at least. Well, that it's all in how you coach. Some people do coach that way. But is he a show? Is he a showboater? No, he's no showboater. He's just listen, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a game when we were in the playoffs. That means we oh, were 13, 12 games in. Game. So if you ain't got it together by now, oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't know what. And that's the other thing with practice and rehearsal. You know, if you're going to rehearse, if you're going to practice, if you're going to whatever it is you're doing, 
you know, you need to be practicing rehearsing. Like I'm, I'm into music and film. I study music and film daily mm. t- today. Maybe they, I'm like, I don't understand how they don't know that you're going to put, you got to put time and energy into this stuff. I'm going to tell you the all the way truth. What I think it may be. What? Um, it's, to be great at anything, it takes work. Oh, people don't want to do the work. People don't want to do the work. People don't want to do the work. It's that simple. It ain't no other way around. It ain't, it's not right, you know, it ain't no secret to success. You know, one of my partners would always say that it's no secret to success. And it's just work. <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? That it is. It, it, it's just it work. It is work. It's a lot of work. It's just work. work. You know, and, and, and certain people don't want to, you know, don't want to do that. And that's okay. But you can't expect yourself to be on the same level as somebody who's working. Mm. Or, 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 ah. or, or, or when, um. Or, you know, when someone who evaluates the talent of the workers, the person who does the evaluation, they acknowledge the one who works the harder because his his or her work shows, uh, you know, in the field when they do it. So if it's basketball, this work is showing when this kid comes out and drops an effortless 20 points at 9, 10 years old because he's working. And when your child can barely score two because he don't work. It ain't that he can't do it. He's just not working. You know, so yeah, that's that. They didn't want you to what schedule more practices with them, so they have more time to come and work on their skills. When y'all have y'all camp, it's like every day. Camp is a weekend thing, two days. Okay, but it, but we're there all day. We're there like you know, both days we're there for like six and a half, seven hours. Okay, so like a full day, feed them and bring speakers out and. Let them play ball, give them different events and all that good stuff. Cause my co- James used to tell me that you need to touch the basketball every day. Mm-hmm. If your hands don't touch this ball every day, you're not doing what you need to do. He used to mm-hmm. tell us ball handling every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 People don't want to do the work. Not at all. Not at all. I should have, um, so, Rick Ross went to Carroll City? He's from Carroll City. Yeah, play, I mean, he probably did. Play the thing there. again, the, the, the chant, the guy, the chant of the guys. They won state. They won it. Wow. They won it. Yeah. They won Congratulations it. to the what is it? Carroll City Chiefs. Carroll City Chiefs. Yep. Carroll City Chiefs. Yep. Winning state. My boys won it. My boys no, won if it. it ain't. If it ain't Lakewood. It don't feel the same. Yeah, but, it ain't right if it ain't the wood. But uh, I can I can say congratulations. Yeah. If it ain't the wood. You could, I could just see us out there with our letter, with our letterman jacket song. Yeah, yeah. I know. When y'all won state, oh my gosh, y'all, oh my god. <laughs> so can you, let's talk about that. Let's talk about when y'all won state. Yeah, I mean that was a uh, really that was just a situation where. We had, that was just God's work, you know, 
that's really all it was, God's work, because we had the perfect amount of talent and everybody from the same area. And that's when it was, you were zoned to go to a school. I want to say there was a point where kids could kind of decide what school they go to. Mm -hmm. I think they can do that now. But at that time, if you went to Lakewood, mm -hmm. you went to Lakewood, if you wasn't in the CAT program, then you either lived in Tia Verde, Lakewood Estates, Coquina Key, somewhere else, 62nd. Uh, that whole radius, Pink Streets, you know, that was just the Lakewood kids. And we and we all came together. And, and that um, was y'all first year, all y'all together? Nobody, like, nobody was like, oh, or did y'all play together in JV too? Well, some of those guys didn't play JV. Some guys played straight to varsity. Oh, okay. But that was the first year. You got Our, our coach was damn right. And, um. So he amazing coach. Yeah, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, he, he's brilliant. But he had he had went to state so many he won districts and regionals all that he never won state in two thousand one, two thousand two. That was my junior year of high school and we were the um we were the first team to do it for him. And um, you know, we would wind up being ranked in the nation. We was ranked like third or fourth in the nation. And we were a public we were a public school. You know, when you talk basketball, you talk about teams ranked in the nation, it's usually private schools. And they're ranked in the nation usually because they're recruiting their private school. So if you're a private school with clout, you can just go, you know, get get all the get, talent get all the need. get all the talent. Some of these schools, you know, don't have more than sixty people at the schools. All sixty of them play a sport. Some of them the basketball, some of them the swimming team, some of them whoever it is. So we was going against that type of talent with just a regular public school squad. We just had guys that could go. So. Are you, do you know about the kids, the kids that you coach, are, they're like, yes, none of them are in elementary school, right? Kids I coach right now? Yeah. All them kids in elementary. Only, only two of them out of elementary. What schools, do they go to any of the schools in South St. Pete? Be honest, I don't really know what schools they go to. Like, they go to like, uh. Y'all don't check their grades. I mean, I don't be checking their grades like that. I mean, they, our parents are very, I get it, our parents, they don't play by grades. By grades, okay. Because the parents, in a lot of cases, they're looking for an excuse to not have to bring them to practice anyway. So they would, <laughs> they would love for the kid grades to be bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, they would love for the kids grades to be bad. All right, because I used to remember my youth groups, they used to check our report cards. Mm-hmm, you know, I mean, we just be having so much to do in little time. You know, now, I mean, now we have had parents come to us. Like, this happens to me a lot. Well, not a lot, but, you know, parents come to me like their child was cutting up in school or they're making a bad grade, and they'll give it to me to deal with, and I deal with it. You know, we'll tell them still bringing the practice. We just finna make this a very ugly practice mm -hmm. for him. He finna run with the medicine ball all day. He finna jump rope nonstop all day. Mm -hmm. You know, you won't touch a basketball. Mm -hmm. you know. I like that kind of coaching. Like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's because I'm the documentary that I'm working on is about the Pinellas County school system. You you know what's going on with the five elementary schools in South St. Pete. You heard it right. Mm -mm. All the kids are not passing the the test. They all failing. Like either fail one, mm. or the other, or both. Mm. Out of like 160 kids, like only six passed both mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. else pat either fail reading or math or both mm -hmm. so they've called in like the federal government is involved they're trying to figure out what to do to fix the problem mm 
Mm-hmm. So I'm going to mm-hmm. make a do- documentary about it. I decided I'm not going to really focus on the problem. I'm going to, you know, show what the problem is, like the scope of it. Mm-hmm. But the majority of my time and, and resources are about creating the solution. Mm-hmm. So it's a program that sort of connects the teachers and the parents that mm-hmm. works as like a middleman between the teachers and the parents. Mm-hmm. But at the same time provides like education and coaching and tutoring and arts and business and mm-hmm. kind of like teaching. Mm-hmm. But somebody was telling me that um, whoever Trump picked to be over education, she's a, a person who's known for um, supporting charter schools and she's probably going to want to end the public school system. I don't know what that would look like. Yeah, I don't know what that would look like. And in the public what school system, I mean, you know. Because everybody goes to public schools. Everybody go to public schools. And these people, these poor people can't afford. And not, and not only that, not only can they not afford, but you got to think of just what it does to people psychologically. You know, that people have to be considerate. Like, when you're in a high position and you're making calls, you have to be considerate. They think it's better. That's why they're doing it. They think it's better. It's just a fundamental difference in ideology of what you think is going to fix the problem. I understand that, but that's what happens when you're not hand-to-hand with. It's how you think you're going to know what's going to fit. you not. Did you, you bring you, yourself you, right. to you and look? You don't know these people? You don't know these people. You don't know. I'm telling you right now, a lot of kids I know can't wouldn't know how to behave in no public school. Just, just starting off with little stuff. Don't you wear uniforms to public school, right? I mean, you mean charter school? Charter school, you wear uniforms there? Usually. Yeah, they've been uh, lost their uniform, kids, I know. But they, but if they're given to them, like, here, mm. here's, it's just, it's just here's three uniforms. Yeah, it's just little stuff. Like, you, you can't... Or maybe I'll that's just what, start a that, school. That, yeah. yeah. That's what we need, our own schools with our own teachers teaching these kids. Yeah, 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 for sure. I because mean, they, they will behave... That not only yeah they would behave and they would learn because when you got your own schools and you teaching what it is you want to teach, you get more passion from the actual teacher, and a lot of these teachers lose passion. Um, they for, don't have support in the classroom. Right for numerous reasons. I'm, I'm definitely not bashing. Right, <laughs> you know the teachers don't have it easy at all. And you, yeah, they look they're they're dealing with a lot of social social issues in the classroom like bathing and hygiene. Right. And, people's domestic right. whatever so right they i taught i interviewed some teachers some interview some teachers for the um documentary but i kind of already did short interviews with them and they just it's it's so demanding of what you have to do in the classroom and they don't they have so many children to one teacher mm-hmm. and when you have those social issues on top of that these teachers are like i'm not even getting paid to deal with all of this mm-hmm. right when i can go across to north st pete and get paid more money, and I have to deal with these problems out of these kids. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. But it's like, we gotta, somebody gotta roll up these sleeves and fix it. It can't be left like this. What's gonna happen to these kids? Right. Right. Yeah. They they need to be taught skills or something. They do, I and I agree with that. I used to, you know, um, I used to would like probably disagree with that when I was much younger, but no, they do. They they need it badly because it's so. Some much of them don't even know how to do the basic mm-hmm. things sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
And it's really just critical thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like everything is laid out for them that they don't have to think critically about how they're going to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, well, why did you think you, that was going to work? Did you, did you, like, they have no... Right, they have they have no then, they have no structured like breakdown of of how to do to, how to, to approach have a, a problem approach a situation, right? But you know where does that come from? How were we taught that? Um, for me, it was I ain't gonna lie, I had a real good father that was showing me that. But I was always a creator, like I always I was always an artist. So in doing anything artistic, it's gonna always be trial and error. Explore. You're going, you're absolutely, you're exploring. You're exploring. Yep. So your exploration did it for you. For sure. You know, and just... I, I learned that in order to be the best at anything... Why, why aren't the kids? Because they don't have any... um Few reasons. They don't have anything that truly motivates them. They don't have goals. Mm. They don't have... They, they don't have solid goals of something that they're trying to reach. So even for me at 16 or 15, I wanted to be the best... Rapper. Yeah, they, you know what, but you, but see, that's where you, you're, I agree with you, but take it a step further. See how you said the best? Mm-hmm. That's specific. Mm-hmm. They just say, I want to be a rapper, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't, they're not specific about, okay, exactly what it is. Right. Because you said the best, that inspired you to say, okay, to be the best, I'm mm-hmm. going to have to do da 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 mm-hmm. when, you when you're not aspiring to a greater part of it and we just want to do it and not be great at it, that's when it's just like, mm-hmm. whatever, lazy, I'll do it when I get around mm-hmm. to it. Correct. Correct. That's exactly how that works. Um, and just, you So know, you knew what your passion was very early. For sure. I mean... I identified that a true passion comes with having true love for it. And I think we all know, like, well, hey, that's what passion means. But I don't know if I don't know if kids understand that. Um, I don't know if adults understand that. You know, it's, it's really breaking into what you love and just zoning out. No matter how much support you do or don't have. Um, there, there are tons of people that will see me and be like, oh, I'll be seeing what you're doing, blah, blah. But they don't like it. They don't share it. They don't repost it. But they see it. Um, and my point of bringing that up is because it's, it's, for me, it don't matter. It ain't going to stop. I mean, I have a lot of people that do support, but I'm just saying there's still a great amount of people who don't support it and see what's going on for whatever reason. Um, but it's just like, you got to stay focused on what it is you're doing. And I think that the fundamentals, the basics, focus, dedication, discipline, all these type of, um, these type of things, I I think it's not instilled in, in, in like the younger and 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 I, I can't even say younger generation, but a lot of kids, they I think they miss that for whatever reason. Um, and I try to drill that in to anyone who I may be like mentoring or speaking with or sharing ideas with. Is just being focused. Even with the OTE team, I you know, I, and I'm not even talking about the basketball team. I'm talking about just our staff in general. Just being consistent and making sure we do things correctly. Because sometimes when you're in certain positions like we have a a record on the radio right now and it's like we have to work that radio we have to work that situation with being on the radio you know because this time may pass at some point and what if we're not on the radio no more you know how'd you get did you try to get it while the getting was good Mm -hmm. maximize Mm -hmm. your opportunities it's good because i might be helping with the video 
Absolutely. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about it as well. I already have started coming up with some good ideas. Sounds good to me. We need that. We need that for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's see.